Welcome to OA Now here. I'm Sammy Tamina, blogger of the Dragons De- Dragons Insider, blogger for Inside the OA, and one of the hosts Queen Tamina's OA Neighborhood Television. I'd like to welcome our friends watching on um local vo- hearing us on local voice on SoundCloud and also those watching us on Ori Neighborhood Television. Got a got an interesting show to talk to you about. Um of course it's this week. It's we're the um students are on spring break and I think that's the um that's gonna be very interesting to see what happened. Um but um recapping, of course, we got a lot of news around the OA this week. Um of course, um I know a lot of you are all excited about Michigan State's trip to Final Four. Um but a lot of but a lot of OA news around the um pod this week. Um we've had a football coaching hire over at um at Avondale, and then we've had a um basketball departure at Rochester Adams. So we'll brief we'll get into those um those storylines and see what jobs um maybe what or I think looking like it's probably gonna be the um what are right now the best jobs around the OAA right now? Um, let's look at the um, first one. Let's go over to football a little bit here because we haven't talked. We have not talked football in about um, a couple months. And, yeah, we're in the start of spring sports. and um, But football is the main storyline here. And um, when you look at, of course, the story here um, at Avondale, um, the hire of um, Corey Bell, um, he takes over the um, gig at Avondale replacing him. Um, Ed Katerier. Um and when I look at this hire, I really think this is a great hire. I mean, you know, of course, Bell was confirmed on the Avondale Athletic Twitter page and also and on their Facebook page at a team meeting, a team meet and greet that was taking place last Monday night. Um, so when I look at this hire, I really think that um the Avondale hire, as me- as I mentioned earlier, I said that um the the Bell hire is a really good hire for this group. Now, I'm curious to see what areas he can improve this team on. Of course, he did last season spend some time at um, Vandalina University. Um, he did play quarterback at um, Oxford and Bud Riley for going to Alma College, where he was um, he was a special teams player of the year in 2015, and, um, and um, he would get in the coaching ranks after that, um, when I look at this hire, and this is a really good hire for Avondale because I think when you look at what Bell brings to the table, he's got a very good offensive creative mind. Um, I know he did serve some time on the defensive side of the football, which should help there. Um, but I think his vision is going to work well with the athletes that Avondale has on that team. Um, this is a Avondale's a football program that um was thirteen and ten the last two years, both were resulted in playoff appearances under Ed Kateria. Um, but this team has really not had a lot of playoff success when they've gotten into the postseason. Um, last year, of course, Avondale went six and three, um, losing to Farmington in the um first round, and then two years ago, prior to that, they lost a wild and crazy forty four forty one game to Ortonville Brandon. So. I think, you know, if you change the, and you're going to change, and, and I expect Bell to change the offense a little bit more. Um, so I think more of like, a, um, you know, when he was at um, a combination of when he played at Oxford, maybe a little bit of Lake Orion, maybe a little bit of um, Alma College, a little bit of Fendoria University, put that into his mix. And I think that would be a really, really good um, 
situation, how that unfolded there. Um, when you look at, of course, um, when you look at this move, um, I think, as mentioned, I said, um, I think that if, if Bell can stabilize the offense, stabilize the defense, then I, th- I can see Avondale making some noise, possibly making the playoffs once again. And the reason why I say this is pretty simple. Um, <laughs> the Yellow Jackets playing a really tough league, playing a good league, the OA Blue. Now, you've got three very good teams in that league. You've got North Farmington, Farmington, and Ferndale. That's going to be tough. You have a tough, you have a week, you have a good week one opponent in Troy. You got an interesting opponent in Troy. And then you got to play Detroit Renaissance. Detroit Renaissance got athletes, so it's not even a question. But, um, and then you close out the year with Seahawks. So that's going to be really tough. Um, now when I look at Avondale's road to the playoffs, I think they can beat Troy. I think they can beat Detroit Renaissance. Um, I also think it can beat Seahawks. You know what I mean? Those are three winnable games. Then you got to win. You got to win three games in your non-league. You know, Pontiac, Royal Oak, um, Berkeley look to be those three games. But it'd be really nice if they can knock off um, a Ferndale team that's going to be very good. Um, then you got North Farmington, Farmington, who are going to also be very good. I mean, the Blue Division's on the upward swing. And as mentioned, you got those four teams, including Avondale. I think Berkeley's Berkeley may be a year away. Um, Royal Oak, you know, fresh off missing the playoffs, um, look to get back. And then Pontiac, we know about their situation. Um, trying to find a new coach there. Um, but there's also a new coach over at North Farmington. And you bring in a guy like John, John Hurston, coming over from Harrison, basically brought all of Harrison's staff with them, including John Harrington. So that's going to make thing, and you put him together with the negotiations, and I think that's going to be a um, heck of a staff down there. That is a heck of a staff. Now, the question's going to be is, how is the talent going to lo- work over there? If the talent works with that team, expect North Farmington to be in the playoffs. <laughs> Um, Farmington, I think for Corey Sorosha's team, he's got to take the next step. And I think that next step has to be, it, it has to be like going deeper in the playoffs. You know, of course, last year having to go up to DeWitt, that's a really tough day, you know, going up there playing DeWitt, that was really difficult for them. Um, but I think... But um, and then you have Ferndale. Of course, they they lost a ton of talent, but they always get some talent back. You know, Eric Royal's done a nice job with that team. And Avondale, I would say Avondale has mentioned. Of course, we mentioned a new coach there, um, putting them in the mix. Um. So when I look at at it, and we're in April, we're in early April, and when I'm looking at the blue right now, I still think that the um. The blue right now looks to be really, really challenging. Um, I still would have to say North Farrington has to be my favorite early. Then I would have to say, um, then I would say Farmington. Then it would be, um, then it would be Ferndale. And I think that makes a lot of sense. 
when you look at the um the list of teams there. Now, the rumors of the MHA possibly going to um a more strength schedule, I like that. I really do like that because when I look at you look at your strength of schedule, you know, that has to be taken into account. Now, I feel bad for those other teams that, you know, say, well, um, how in the heck, how, um, how does, um, especially those who finish five and four and don't make the playoffs, you know, you play a tough schedule, you know, and then you see a team with six and three, you know, get in playing a virtually weak schedule. You know, that's that's happened several to, to most of these teams, including some in this league. I'm not going to name names, but I know who they are. But when I look at the um, strength of schedule component, I, I really like that. I really like the fact that the MHA is considering going to that, to that model. And I think they should do it this year. They have to do it this year. Because I think, you know, when you go strength to schedule in football, it's going to help. It's going to help you out. It's going to help the committee out. Um, it's going to make things easier. <laughs> now, when I look at, um, when I look at the um, other proposals, um, strength to schedule makes a lot of sense to me. It really does. Back to Avondale. I mean, when I look at that strength of schedule Avondale has, you know, they need to beat Troy. They have to beat Troy. I mean, last year it was not a um. Last year they did beat Troy. They did. They um. Of course, Troy went to Auburn Hills and beat them last year. Now Avondale returned the favor last year. Now I'm curious to see how this meeting does this time around. Um, especially now that Avondale's got a new coach, um, in Corey Bell, I think you know when you look at when you look at looking at Avondale's um projected season, there's no reason why this team should win maybe at least seven or eight games. Maybe maybe six, you know, actually take maybe around six games, maybe six seven games. Um, with that sketch, because I'm not buying the Troy hype at all. Really, I'm not. Um, but what? But if Avondale can can get up there, and I think they can. Um, now, of course, we know how it's gonna work. If the strength of schedule is there for Avondale, then I think they're gonna, and I think they should have no problem getting it. They should have no problem getting. But I think when you look at complicate complications, you know, like a five and four team playing a ridiculous schedule. If Avondale in when you look at the schedule, if Avondale were to finish five and four with that schedule, I don't know if they get in. I really don't know. Um But what Corey Bell is gonna bring to that team. Is he's gonna bring this one? He's gonna change the whole offense around, most likely. Defense is what I'm curious, because La- Avondale last season not necessarily the greatest defensively. I mean, they had a ton of athletes. It's not even a question there. 
Um, when I look at the stats here of Avondale, um, I'm going to pull those up. I think Avondale, one of those teams that could do some – I mean, they do lose a lot. I mean, the strength of their team next year is going to be their line. Um, when you look at players like Jameson Jodway, um, I think he's going to be an um, impact player. Um, they had David Holloman back at running back. Um, that's going to really help things. Um, but the question is going to be for them, is their quarterback situation. Their quarterback situation, they are replacing a quarterback. Um, that's going to be key. And I'm curious to see if they go, if they abandon the veer. Um, and if they do abandon the veer. Because the, the athletes they have is, the athletes they have doesn't actually take that back on their defensive side. They were really good defensively last year. 171 points a lot last year. Um, the offense scored more points, 360. Um, but when I look at Avondale, it all comes down to there's a very tough three-game stretch in the month of September to October that's going to decide their season. And that's North Farmington, Farmington, Ferndale. Span of three weeks. That's going to decide their season. But back to what I'm saying. The def defense will be a question. The other thing I'm concerned about is the lack of depth over there. I mean, the depth could be a big problem over there. You got a lot of guys playing two ways. Um, that could be a big problem. That could very well be a big problem for Corey Bell and his team. But it's important for him to put a very good staff together. I think it's very important for him to put a staff, very good staff together. And I think also what helps, too, is also maybe develop that program, you know. Maybe get three teams in there. Um, maybe create a freshman team. Get a JV team and a varsity team. I mean, wouldn't make, it wouldn't even, it would I think it would make perfect sense. Um, but, but um, I'm curious to see what Bell does offensively. Very curious. Because if he can change that offensive scheme around, go from the veer maybe to more of that typical where everybody's going, more of the, um, the um, spread formation a lot, a lot of spread. Um, then I think Avondale could. Um, then I think it, it wouldn't surprise me if Avondale's right back in the picture, and they could be in line for maybe a blue title. Who knows? We shall see what happens. We shall see what happens. Um, going around the um, going around the football dockets. Um. We're still looking for a football coach at Pontiac. I think that's a um I think a lot of people are curious to see um what happens there with that job. Um with Pontiac, I think it's a gonna be a really it's an interesting story with that team. Um it's kind of struggle that they're going through. But they're a program on the rise up. I mean, it's not a question there. Um, with Pontiac, you know, um, but it's interesting, really interesting, you know, to see what is going on over there at Pontiac. Um, but I think, um, uh, when you look at, um, look at them, they got talent. I mean, it's not even a question there. I mean, I mean, Pontiac really, Pontiac has talent. That's not even a question. Um, 
But it just comes down to is do they have the depth? Do they have the um, athletes? You know, if the athletes come out and play football, I mean, they got athletes in that school. But there's just a lot of questions that linger with that team. There's a lot of questions, you know. And that's going to be, that's always going to be the question over the Pontiac game. Um, when I look at the early, early top 21, of course, now we're dropping from 23 schools to 21. Um, when I look at the early season football off season, people are going to say, well, you got to put Clarkson in there. You got to put Clarkson in there. I mean, me, no. I still think, you know, when you look at the, um, and yeah, Clarkson's went to the state final the last two years. Um, but, and yeah, they got Rocco Splinter. They got, um, they got, um, Ben Haas. I mean, like, they got Ben Haas, um, you know, and then, um, and then, um, Gary Dillinger. Um, I think that, um, I think that Oak Park right now, has to be the best team in the OA right now. And the reason why I say this early on is because of the talent they got back, even though they lose the quarterback in um, Duan Mathis, who is leaving. But I'm curious to see how the quarterback situation is going to be over there at Oak Park. That's going to be the storyline there. Um, I would have to say West Bloomfield, my number two right now. I really think Ron Bellamy has got a nice group of D1 prospects developing over there at West Bloomfield. Um, but when I look at the Lakers, you know, they got a lot of talent coming back. Um, West Bloomfield, I think, could be a team that can make a run at this thing. They really much well could make a run at this thing. And it wasn't – now, the concern that I have with West Bloomfield always has been discipline. It always has been discipline. <laughs> um, my top – in my top five here, my – my, I got my one and two Oak Park, West Bluefield. Um, my number three team, I would say, would be Groves. Now, yeah, they lose a lot. But knowing Brendan Flaherty, he gets a lot of talent out of his group. Um, I think West Bluefield's a team to watch. I, I think Groves a team to watch. Now, people are going to ask me about this fourth place team, why this team could be a team worth watching. Um, and to me... And people are going to ask me, Sam, Sam, why are you a homer in this? Why are you a homer in this? But I think Lake Orient's a team to watch next year because they got experience coming back. Now, yeah, they got to address some line issues. But when you have a player like Blaze Lauer coming back, you have a running back tandem and um, Marlon Robinson. Um, you have Mitchell Howell can play. Um, you have um, you have Col Kobe Manzo can play as well. I mean. I mean, this team still got some wide receiving concerns. Um, and I think that's something they got to they address is the wide receiving, is wide receiver and line play. That's a big question for Lake Orient coach John Blackstock. Um, if they can address that, I think Lake Orient's going to be a very dangerous team. Now, yeah, they got a very tough schedule. They got to play Lapeer on the road to open up the year, and then they got to play, um, and then they got to go to Clarkson, got to go to Oxford. That's not going to be easy. Um, but Lake Orient's got a lot of talent coming back, and I think it's a team worth watching um, next year. But they're my number four team right now, my top five early, way early top five to watch. 
Um, and then my number five team is North Farmington. Um, the Raiders mentioned the Hursting edition. Um, and then you add um, and then you bring in a um, basically all Harrison staff to go along with an experienced team. Um, yeah, they're gonna be a juggernaut. That team is going to be an absolute juggernaut. And that says a lot. <laughs> that really says a lot. Um, I'll probably post a um, top 10 um, early season in the blog. If not, don't worry about it. But um, right now, that's my top five I'm keeping an eye on. Is Oak Park 1, West Bloomfield 2, Rose 3, Lake Orion 4, and 5, um, North Farmington. Now, people are going to say, why did I put Clarkson on there? Why did I put Oxford on there? Um, Oxford's lost a lot of talent. Now, yeah, they got Drew Carpenter coming back. Um, Drew Carpenter's a really good player. And they got a really good um, sophomore class coming up. Um, so, a freshman class to be sophomores. Um, I think Oxford could be maybe a year away. I really do. Um, and then you have, um, Clarkston. Yeah, Clarkston, yeah, because they've been in the state final last two years. They got Dillinger, Splinter. Um, why didn't you put Clarkston there? Again, their quarterback play concerns me. Quarterback play really, really concerns me with that group. And I'm not being mean to that team, but they've got to address the quarterback situation. I mean, they've had the quarterback situation worked out perfectly. Two years ago was Nate Yabali. Last year was Jake Jensen. Um, Kurt Richardson has relied a lot on one-year quarterbacks to carry the fold, and that's a big concern for me going forward with this team. Now, it does help that you have a guy in a, a two linemen to help you run the ball and play time possession football. So that's going to be a that, – that always helps the quarterback. Always does. But I'm curious to see what happens there over at Clarkson. You know? So, we'll see what happens. Um, and then, of course, you're going to ask me another team, Ferndale. You know, why not? Why didn't you put Ferndale on there? Again, Ferndale's got a lot of concerns for me. they got a lot of concerns. I mean, yes, this team's got questions. I mean, are they going to be a very good football team? Yes. But they've got some questions that need to be answered. And I got way too many questions on Ferndale right now when I look at Ferndale. Farmington, same thing. Same questions. A lot of questions. A lot of questions looming for that team. So, we'll see what happens. We shall see what happens. Okay, let's go from football now. I want to go to boys basketball. Um, we just had another coach departing. The, um, the um, OA Waves, of course, Brad Crichton stepping down at Adams. Um, he stepped down last week. Um, and this was a shocking departure. Now, Crichton wrote to Scott Bernstein, um, MI Prep Zone and State Champs. He's been on our podcast numerous times, um, saying that, you know, he wanted to focus on his family. And uh, particularly his son, Jack Crichton, um, who plays um, basketball and um, baseball at Orchard Lake St. Mary's. So 
want to step away and focus on his son's development. And that's an understandable feeling. You know, I think, you know, when you look at, of course, the um, <clears throat> departure of him, like Orion coach Jim Manzo, um, same thing. Wanted to focus a lot on his family. Got Kobe and Cade there. Um, and then with Adam, with Brad Crichton, it's the same thing with his son, Jack. So, you know, so, but we're losing two really good men. Um, and then you had Tim Wharton to the fold. Um, you're losing three really good coaches in the OAA that brought a ton of stability to all three of these teams. Um, you know, we wish them well in their future endeavors. We wish them very, we wish them the best. Um, so when I look at the Adams job now, if Adams is, if everybody's together over there, you know, if everybody stays, this could be a good basketball team. Now, the concern that I have with Adams is they don't really, their bench is a big concern for me. Their bench is a big time concern for me. And the reason why I say this is because this year's Adams team did not go deep at all. They only had 10 players. Only had 10 players. And you might want to put Austin Yersey in there because he was hurt the whole year with the knee injury. Um, so when I look at Adams, you're going to say, well, I've got Ethan Emerzian, I got Jake Emerzian, I got Gunnar Walters, Peyton Prescorn. But the question comes is depth, you know? Besides those four, you don't have a lot of depth. You don't have a lot of depth to go to. And that could be a problem. Now, when I look at possible coaching candidates over at Adams, um, one name really, really gets on me here. One name. And it's Jose Andres. The reason why I say Jose Andres is he lives in Rochester. Um, he, um, he um, was an assistant under Steve Norgrove at Stony Creek. Um, then he, um, and then he um, stepped down for a, a year or two. I think he may be ready to get back into coaching. And I think the Adams job may be perfect for him. Now, people are going to say, well, the job that Brad Crichton did at Adams, you know, it was very close. He teaches at Van Hughes in middle school. Um, knows the players inside out. Now, what would Jose Andreas do do if he were to get the job at Adams that Brad Crichton couldn't? Um, I'll be curious to see, but that's if he's interested. Um, when I look at the Adams job, people are going to say to me, what job in the OAA is the most attractive job? Is it Adams? Is it Lake Orion? Is it Avondale? And to me, I would have to rate if everybody's back together over at Adams, and Adams would be a lot more attracting job. But if they're not, Lake Orion is. Because when you look at Lake Orion, look at who the Dragons returned back. You got players like Cameron Sutton, Dylan Bogheimer, Drew Van Heck, um, 
Jack Cummings, Isaiah Harris, and then you have a um, and then you have a um, and then you have a um, a deep junior varsity team coming in, coming in who um, is a good challenge, and I think Lake Orion, that's another job that's worth watching. So, and then you have the Avondale job. Um, you know, when you look at the makeup of that team, you got to address the interior. That's for sure over there. So I'm curious to see what happens over there. Really am. So when you look at the, um, the jobs, Adams right now, if everybody's together, looks to be, it could be the, um, the top place to look at because of what, if they are all together, if the emerging twins are still there, if Walters is still there, um, yeah, and then you have pre-scored and, um, you have, um, yeah, pre-scored. And then of course, I'm not sure what grade year say is, um, if he's a junior or senior or not, but I will look into more inside information on that. Um, but when I look at, when I look at from a depth perspective, Lake Orion is probably the better job because they got more depth, more proven varsity experience. And when you look at, um, and when you look at Adams, they're really top heavy, but they don't really have a bench. Avondale, they just, they got guards. They just don't have bigs. That's the question. And I'm curious to see what what candidates there are going to fit the bill for each of them. Um, because all three jobs are very attractive. They're very attractive. I mean, you play in a great conference. You work with a great athletic director in each of the three schools. Um, basically. That's the, um, and basically all three jobs have advantages. They do. So I'm curious to see who gets the jobs, gets the jobs at all three of these schools. And I think it makes a lot of sense. So I'm curious to see who does that. Um, when I look at, the division, when I look at the division that Adams could be in, you know, you're possibly looking at either in the red division because you did win the white division. You won the white, you finished 18 and 2, upset Clarkston, and you have the bulkier team coming back. And if they come back, that's the big if. Um, if they do come back, then you're looking at a really good team over at Adams. If they are in the red, I could see Adams possibly middle of the pack, maybe even maybe compete in the top. I mean, <clears throat> you're still dealing with Clarkson, obviously. Um, you got um West Bloomfield there. You got North Farmington. Lake Orion will be there. Um, 
It's going to be very interesting. And you got Oak Park there. Oak Park's got a lot coming back, but they got some questions surrounding Malik Carter. Um, so that's going to be very interesting. I think Adams, middle of the pack in the red, but if they're in the white with that team, then they could be a really dangerous team. They could repeat. And, but there is one team I think can give them problems, and that is Farmington. I think Farmington could give Adams big problems if they were to stay in the white. Um, so when I look at Adams' stance there, um, for them, if they're getting a new coach, um, <clears throat> maybe for them, it might be best to stay in the white. But if not, if they're ready and willing to challenge and everybody's staying in that division, Everybody's staying, you know. Then the red could be the best division for Adams. And and I know there's going to be people particularly, um, and I know a lot of these teams want to go with the red real bad. Um, you know, when you look at teams like Ferndale, who can make the um, who can make a strong argument. They got 41 recruits coming up. Um, <clears throat> after um having a successful season that they had. Um, could Ferndale be a team worth mentioning going to the red? It's possible. I mean, they've been there before. Um, but this is a much different Ferndale team now. Um, when you look at Juan Rickman and his team there. Um, when he had four Division One recruits there, if Ferndale were to go to the red, then you would have to put Clarkson Ferndale in the mix. Then it's everyone else. But that's it for now makes the move to the red. If they're in the white, then you would have to put Ferndale as the favorite. Even over Farmington. And that says a lot. Now, I'm not dissing these other teams. They can make some, they can make some noise as well. But <clears throat> that's what it looks like on paper. That's what it really looks like on paper. Now the Crichton departure does hurt Adams in a couple ways. Now, I know Crichton's had a rough year. He's coached both, um, had to coach both the um, varsity and the junior varsity team after what happened after some internal issues over at Adams. Um, but, you know, he did complete it. So, whoever the new coach is over at Adams is going to have to re, he's going to have to really rebuild that program. And that's going to be a really, tough task when you look at it. Um, and I think when you look at having to rebuild a program, it's basically your fresh, your JV level and your varsity level. It's going to be, it's hard to do. It's really hard to do. So I'm curious to see what direction athletic director Jason Rapp takes that team, you know, when he does the interview process. I'm curious to see. Um... But it'd be interesting to see what happens with that team. It really would be. Um, when I look at when I look at the um landscape around the MOA right now, when I look at the um, basketball landscape, um, obviously Fern, obviously Clarkston has to be mentioned there. Um, you have to put Ferndale in that discussion. Um, but you also got to put 
you got to put, there's some, several other teams you got to put in that conversation. Um, you got to know where West Bloomfield, how they're going to be, that they're having basically a very disappointing season. Um, Lake Orion, I'm curious to see what happens with them. Oxford, same thing under Coach Steve Laidlaw. Having a magical run this year. Um, getting to the regional final for the first time since 1993. Um, and I'm curious to see how the um, league's going to look next season. That's what I'm curious to see heading into 2019-2020 uh, school year. And I think that's what I'm looking at. I'm curious to see what happens with those teams. Very curious. Now, it depends who, as mentioned, of course, the, um, as mentioned, of course, the divisions haven't been decided yet. But we'll see what happens. We shall see what happens. Um, you know, of course, um, I want to go into spring sports here. I want to recap, of course, um, some spring sports have been going on. Um, lacrosse is mentioned. Um, girls lacrosse, really interesting. Um, a lot of, a lot of action's been going around. Of course, um, I still think when I look at lacrosse, and I talked about this meeting lock last week. Um, I still think Bloopy Hills and Birmingham are going to be the two teams that beat girls lacrosse. Now, why do I say those two teams? Birmingham is a team that contests of players from both Groves and Seahome. And they're played together. Um, they can play their home games at Seahome. And um, they are a very good team. That's not even a question. They've even went and played a team like Rockford. That's tough to do. That's really, really tough to do. Um, and then you got to look at um, Birmingham. Birmingham, always tough. They are always, always tough. And to me, that's something that says a lot. It really says a lot. Now, when I look at in the boys' side of things, I think it's Clarkson Lake Ori in boys lacrosse. I really do. Um, now, people say, well, Troy, you got Troy in there. Troy's in the conversation. Yeah, they're in the conversation. But Lake Orion's still a team that's ranked in the state, um, even though they lost to Plymouth. Um, and when I look at that regional, if you're a Dragon fan, you like that regional. Um, if later in the later in the late May, um, <clears throat> if you are a um, now of course. In the middle part, you got to deal with Birmingham Brother Rice. You know, there's several teams they're gonna have to deal with Birmingham Brother Rice, and that is a very dangerous road, it really is, on the boys' side of things. Um, let's go from lacrosse to soccer. Um, you know, I watched state champs highlights of Troy and Birmingham Marion. Um, I thought Troy looked. Troy played a solid first game, you know, the technically a road game for Troy. Um, yeah, Birmingham Marion's one of the top teams in Division Two. I get that, but I thought Troy played a perfect. Troy played a good road game. I really did. 
Um, I think it's going to help Troy in the future, in the long term. Um, playing a team like that. Um, and I think when you look at Troy, um, and yeah, I look at Troy, I think, could they make a move? Absolutely. But you still got to deal with Troy Athens in there. You got Stony Creek in there could make some noise as well. I mean, those are teams that could make some noise as well. Um, and then of course you look at um, you got to look at the um. I think when I look at the rest of divisions in soccer, I think the um blue could be competitive. I think the white could be competitive. A team I'm curious I'm watching out for is Oxford. Oxford could be a team. That could be scary. They got athletes. They're young, and they're hungry, and that's and that is always a dangerous, dangerous formula. When you have a young, energized, and um playing with nothing to lose, that's how I feel about Oxford in their um soccer program. They are playing. They play with nothing to lose. So. That's my thoughts on the girls' soccer ranks. Um, I'm still high on the um, three Rochester schools um, and the Troy, two Troys, um, Troy, Troy, Athens. Um, Bloopy Hills could be a team worth watching as well. I mean, they got talent. That's not even a question there. Um, but I think when you look at talent, um, you got to look at you got to look at the three Rochesters. Now, the, the best team in Rochester, people are going to say, well, Stony Creek, you know what I mean? Stony Creek's got the um, the title. You know, they had, they had the state title a couple of years ago. Yeah, they did. They're going to be a team worth watching. But you got to look at Adams as well. Adams could be, could be a team on the way back after what they've been through. I mean... That says a lot to where Adams has been. Um, and they've had their fair share of up and downs. They really have. And then there's Rochester, of course, having a, um, you know, can Rochester find that magic? That's the question there. Can Rochester find it? That's the question there. That's the million-dollar question there. Um... Let's go now from soccer to um track and field. Um when I look at the um red division, when I look at the um divisions, I still think in the girls' side of things, Oak Park is still a team to beat. But I think Lake Orion's right there. And I was really impressed with the Dragons um balance against Oxford. Um but I'll talk about more boys in a minute. But the girls side of things, you know. Could this be Lake Orion's year to make a run? And you got Melissa Simons, Maddie Eaton, you got um, you got um, you got a, you got Sherman in the um, distance along with Abby Locke, um, Allison Sherman along with Abby Locke, um, and you have Michaela Allen back as well. I mean, you have Cassie Morneau on the throws. Lake Orion could be Lake Orion's a team you got to watch, and I think this team could be a team that could do some damage once regional comes. They host the regional. 
another team I'm watching. Another team I'm watching for sure could be a dark horse candidate, Stony Creek. I'm watching Stony Creek very carefully. People are going to say, well, what about Clarkson? Clarkson's got very good runners. They got very, especially the distance runners. But when you look at, but when you look at um, balance, Clarkson really does not have a lot of balance. And that could be a problem going forward. And when you look at a team like Stony Creek, who's got a lot of young talent and is developing under Coach Paul Duffy, I think he's gonna I think that, that Stony Creek team could be really scary once regionals come. They could be scary. <clears throat> and that's a um and that could be a team I'm watching carefully on the girls' side of Stony Creek. I know um <clears throat> I know you got Lake Orion, you got um you got Stony Creek, you got Clarkston, but Oak Park, you know, as mentioned. They always have a team worth watching because of Giles, their coach. Because of that of that AU background that he has. And that says a lot about the development of runners that Oak Park has developed. I mean, they send athletes to D1 schools. They do. I mean, when you look at Lake Orion, they got two D1 talents going to D1 schools. Um, so that's really interesting on the girls' side of things. Um, if Lake Orion can figure out their distance, and I know they can, I have a lot of confidence in Dave Hudson. It wouldn't surprise me if Lake Orion um retakes the red this year, maybe even win a regional. It really wouldn't surprise me. Um, let's go to the boys' side of things. Um, I was really impressed with what Lake Orion did. Against Oxford. I was really impressed. Um, the, um, and especially in the destruction of the throws. 17 to 1. That says a lot. That says a lot. And I got to give throws coach Bob Bridges a ton of credit. He's got fair share of athletes this year. Anytime you have a guy like Sebastian Marcoux leading the throws, that says a lot. And you have a guy like Jesus Cruz at the two spot that always says a lot. But besides the throws, um, this team still got balance. This team still got balance. When you look at a, a hurdler like Thomas Mormon, Ryan Mulcahy um, in the distance, Andrew Nolan as well. Um, you know, and they're developing sprinters. The sprinters are huge for this group. And I didn't expect Lake Orion to go into Oxford, and just, they literally laid it to him. I mean, Oxford was one of those teams that I was, I was high on to start the year. I'll admit it. I was high on Oxford to start the year because of who they had and what they did during cross-country season. Um, <clears throat> I still think in the, um, in the white, you know, I still think that, um, that that could be Stony Creeks, maybe Bloomfield Hills, maybe Avondale's. Blue, I still think it's West Bloomfield, maybe Farmington. Gold, it's Oak Park. But I think when you look at the red right now, I still think the red division goes through 495 Scripps Road. 
I still think that. The Reddit division and boys track go through 495 Scripps Road. And Lake Orange just went to Oxford and sent a statement. They went in there and sent a statement. And that says a lot. That really says a lot. Um, to go into Oxford and win there, Oxford traditionally has not been an easy place to win. And especially dominate in an area where Oxford traditionally has been strong in the throws. That's really impressive. That is really impressive. Um, now, I'm curious to see where both teams go in development. You know, I think that, you know, when you look at, when you look at the um, status of OA track and field, I still think when you look at, um, I still think Oak Park could be the team to beat still. But Lake Orion could make some ground there. But you still got some other teams that can make some noise. I mean, and I forgot to mention girls track. Seahill could be a team worth watching. Their distance is really good. Um, I think when you look at Avondale, you know what I mean? The strength of their team is the throws. I mean, they, but they also got athletes as well. You know, but their strength is throws. I mean, I mean, it's going to be crazy. It's a crazy league out there. It really is. It really is. Um, let's go now from track to, um, baseball. Um, uh, baseball, you know, I apologize to those who follow the OA on baseball. I really haven't, um, looked as hard as much, but when I look at the baseball ranks, I still think when you look at, um, when you look at it, there's so much parody in baseball, it's not even funny. And people are going to say, well, there's so much parody. You know, it's hard to figure a team out. It really is. But when you look at softball, it's clearly Clarkston. Um, but baseball, it's wide open. You've got a lot of quality teams in baseball that can make runs. You got West Bloomington can make a run. You got Lake Orion can make a run. You got Oxford can make a run. Clarkson can make a run. Stony Creek can make a run. Adams can make a run. You know, you, Rochester can make a run. You know what I mean? I think that there's so much parity now in baseball that any team can be beat on any given day. That says a lot. That really says a lot to where everybody's at. You know, there's so much parity. And I forgot to mention Bloomberg Hills in that conversation. Groves can win games. Seal can win games. I mean, it's so balanced. You don't have a dominant team. You really don't. And that says a lot. That really says a lot. You know? And I forgot to mention Farmington. Here, I mean, Farmington, North Farmington. You know? Any team can be had on any given day. That's how baseball is. There's really no clear-cut favorite. None. There's really none. Let's go to softball now. Um, as I mentioned, Clarkson could be that team that could make a state final, state championship run. But there is a team in Lake Orion that could give them some fits. Maybe Oxford. Um, but until then, 
Nobody's beating Clarkson. Nobody. I'd be shocked if somebody did beat Clarkson. I would be really shocked. In the OA, I'd be really shocked. Um, Clarkson's got a lot back. They got pitching, got defense. Um, I think they were, they almost made the Final Four last year. Um, but they got experience, you know. They got experience. They were there in East, I think they were in East Lansing last year. Um, <clears throat> so, until anything said on softball, the road goes through Clarkson. It goes through Fleming's Lake Road. That's the big question. And that's the end of that discussion. Um, when I look at when I look at of course other sports, water polo still in play. Um, Birmingham could be a really, I think Groves could be a very interesting team to watch in water polo. Um, but I but we'll see. Got golf, of course. Um, got boys golf going on. Um, I still think you got Lake Orion Adams still in the conversation. Maybe compete for a team title. Maybe for, compete for a team state title. Um, but we'll see. I think the league is going to be really interesting this spring. See what happens. Um, of course, you can keep an eye on the blog at Sammy Semicolon Termina Blogspot.com for the um, information regarding district previews, regarding you know, regarding where teams are at heading into the um. Postseason in the spring. Um, so we'll see what happens. We shall see what happens heading into the um, heading into spring. Um, in the spring season, of course, um, we're keeping an eye also on the three coaching situations. Boys basketball jobs at Avondale, um, Lake Orion, and Adams, along with football at Pontiac. And... Um, Along with the rest of the, um, if anything comes up, you can follow the blog at Sammy Semicolon Termina Blogspot.com. Or, of course, um, feel free to ask questions, of course, on the blog, um, at Sammy Semicolon Termina Blogspot.com. I will get back to them as soon as I can. Um, so we'll see what happens going forward. Okay, now everybody here, I'm going to sign it off here. Um, Take care, everybody. Um, enjoy your um, enjoy your spring break if everybody is on spring break. Um, I think a lot of state is on spring break, so enjoy your break. Take care, everybody. See you all next week. Take care, everybody.